Haynes Report. I'm Carol Haynes. In this episode, we're reviewing how the changes in American public education have lowered the overall preparedness, cohesiveness, and morale of Americans, and how this is directly impacting our military and our U.S. national security. Marxist and communist infiltration is found in all levels of education, at classroom, administration, teacher colleges, teacher accreditation institutions, education accreditation agencies, and publishing houses. Many are asking, how did our schools ever get to this point? The movement to change the United States from a nation of individualism, capitalism, and limited government to a socialist nation actually began very early in our history. Public education has been the vehicle. In his Communist Manifesto, Karl Marx called for free education for all children in public schools. For nearly 200 years, Americans have been lied to. We were told that public education was created because colonial education was so bad. The truth is that in the 1700s and early 1800s, America was the most literate nation ever in the world with a literacy rate of 99.6%. Nearly all women born in the early 1800s were literate. The literacy rate was high because the purpose of education was to learn to read the Bible. Schooling was handled largely by families and the churches until the establishment of public education in 1837 by Horace Mann. The real reason for free public education was to promote socialism and secular humanism and to banish all other religions, including Christianity. The goal was government-controlled education and transforming America into a socialist nation. State-controlled teacher colleges were established to control what children would be taught. Democratic Socialist John Dewey was a key figure in the government takeover of education and the father of American progressive education. He believed that classrooms should be used for social and political change instead of academic learning. He was a moral relativist whose ideas were very close to those of Marx and Russian communists. A fan of Soviet education, Dewey introduced similar techniques in American education to train students for the workforce instead of providing a broad academic foundation. The system of education that Dewey created became one of communism's most powerful weapons. The infiltration of communism is responsible for the vast changes in American education. Of the 45 communist goals outlined in Cleon Scouse's book, The Naked Communist, 25% targeted education and students. All of these have been achieved. Let's look at the goals. Get control of the schools and teacher associations. Dumb down the curriculum and discredit our founders, constitution, and our culture. Stop teaching American history. Gain control of big business. Use mental health law so to control critics. Get children away from parents. Get rid of religion, meaning Christianity, in the schools. Break down morality. Normalize homosexuality and discredit the family. Well, here's how these goals have been implemented. The curriculum has been dumbed down because those who are literate are easy to deceive and control. Students no longer memorize facts or do rote learning, read aloud, or practice. This is considered too low level. Now students are taught critical thinking, but this is a failure because students don't have a solid foundation of knowledge from which to think. This is all an excuse to abolish highly successful traditional teaching methods. 
1994, Congress passed three bills which effectively began the merge from a free enterprise to a national managed economy. The goal is to merge the Departments of Labor and Education so that the federal government will control education and job placement. Rather than getting an academic education, students are getting collectivist workforce training. American history has been revised. Two highly popular American history textbooks are, re are responsible for a generation of anti-Americans. One is communist Howard Zinn's um, People's History of the United States, and the other one is Thomas Bailey's American Pageant. Students are taught that capitalism is bad, but that communism is good. What they're not told is about the tens of millions who have been reduced to dire poverty, persecuted and brutally murdered, nor about government seizure of private property. Action Civics, which is disguised as American Civics, is using the classroom for community organizing and recruiting a Marxist student army. Instruction is now student-centered. Students decide what they want to learn and then teach themselves in groups that promote little academic learning. The American spirit of rugged individualism is out. In the student-centered instruction, students are indulged with safe spaces and comfort toys where they can cope with life. These infantile snowflakes accept the, expect the same accommodations at college and in the workplace. They're imbued with an extraordinarily self-centered worldview. Their feelings come first regardless of reality. Studies show that Americans are remaining in a state of adolescence longer than any other populations, from age 12 all the way now up to age 35. We have Marxist teachers in our public classrooms because most of them are trained at teacher colleges, which all use the textbook, The Pedagogy of the Oppressed by Brazilian Marxist Paulo Freire. Teacher unions are a major roadblock to positive change. Heavily funded by mandatory teacher dues, they're ranked among the most powerful political lobby groups in the country. The creation of the unconstitutional U.S. Department of Education in 1979 was a payback for helping to get Jimmy Carter elected. The NEA publicly endorsed critical race theory and other radical ideologies. Now it's fighting to block curriculum transparency for parents. Getting children under state control as early as possible is a key communist goal. In Western countries, this is being done through longer school days longer school years, ages 5 through 18, and preventing students from taking textbooks and study materials home, and discouraging students from telling parents about controversial topics that they learned in class. Now the federal government is after children under age 5. The Build Back Better plan includes funding public pre-K for all children, and it comes with federal strings for forced LGBTQ activist curricula. For several hundred years of our country's history, Almost all schools and colleges in America were founded by Christians. The Bible was a standard textbook. The Ten Commandments were posted in the schools, and prayer opened each school day. Since the 1960s, U.S. courts have shut down Bible study in public schools under the pretext of separation of church and state. The word Christmas singing carols, the exchange of traditional Christmas carols or presents, and Christmas parties are now banned in public schools. Reading tests have been scrubbed by editors to remove white males as heroes or any references to Christianity or God. Public school students are taught that there is no God, 
so they have no God-given rights, such as First or Second Amendment rights. Instead, students are instilled with the theory of evolution, which challenges likely the religious education given by their parents, so there's dissension at home. The result is that after public school graduation, 75 to 85 percent of Christian children drop out of church and they no longer hold a Christian worldview. Many are canceling their parents, which means the parents will miss the joy of being with their grandchildren as well. Around 70% of millennials support secular socialism. It's easy to deceive students about socialism when they're illiterate. Until the 1960s, common behavioral problems were minor, like tardiness, talking in class without permission, or chewing gum. After the 1980s and the ban of religion in public schools, there were worse problems like excessive drinking, drug abuse, premarital sex, pregnancy, suicide, gang activity, and even indiscriminate shootings. The downward spiral of moral standards of American youth is no accident. John Dewey's moral relativism is pushed on students through psychological manipulation that promotes porn to break down standards of morality. The origins of radical sex education date back nearly a century to a beta test by Marxist Lukacs and Hungarian public schools designed to destroy Christianity in Western Europe. The curriculum included sex lectures and graphic and structural materials about free love and sexual intercourse. Students were encouraged to ridicule and reject Christian moral ethics, monogamy, and parental and church authority. Hatred was turned toward parents, the clergy, and all dissenters. The program was a huge success, continued exposure to atheism, radical sex education and rebellion against authority turned Hungarian students into bullies, thieves, murderers, sex predators, and sociopaths who disrespected authority. With the 1950 sexual revolution, sexually transmitted diseases and teen pregnancy began to rise rapidly in America. Those who wanted to solve the problems promoted sex education with birth control instead of abstinence and return to high moral standards. The program followed Lukacs' model of sex education, and it got the same results. In 2011, the National Sexuality Education Standards were adopted by more than 40% of school districts. In 2020, these standards were replaced by the four more radical National Sex Education Standards. In addition to radical sex, these standards devote entire sections to critical race theory under social, racial, and reproductive justice and equity intersexuality, and language inclusivity. What children are being taught is normally considered porn, but in Texas and across the nation, there are obscenity exceptions for using this material in schools and libraries. Students are being indoctrinated by teachers to believe that they're transgenders. They're told to hide this from their parents. Federal law in 2015 changed the purpose of education from academic learning to social and emotional learning. SEL rewires children's brains to groom them for sexual activity and pedophilia. Federal funding is provided for this. Through Rhythm, a company aligned with SEL's Castle, teachers are doing mental assessments on kids during class, often without the parents' acknowledgement or permission. SEL is the vehicle for pushing CRT concepts into the classroom. SEL surveys are being used to identify students with mental disorders. They're then referred to the mental health clinics now on school campuses thanks to our Texas legislature. 
After 200 years of public education with indoctrination, American workers have gone from being the best educated in the world to the worst educated in the industrial world. American literacy has dropped from 99.6% in 1812 to 33% among 12th graders. The text of fifth grade math or rhetoric books from 1850 compare with today's college level. Less than 30% of 12th graders are proficient in any core subjects with only 12% proficient in history. High school seniors are 2.5 years behind the average senior in top performing countries. Illiteracy is estimated to be causing, costing the U.S. economy around $2.2 trillion a year. Critical race theory has been in our schools and in our textbooks under the radar for more than two decades, but for the past two years, it has been on steroids. Critical race theory is race-based, repackaged, warmed-over Marxism. It's a radical academic discipline that claims America was founded on slavery, racism, and white supremacy that still exist. Critical race theory has absolutely nothing to do with racism. It's all about a revolution to grab power. The class conflict of Karl Marx is substituted with race conflict. Instead of a war waged by the workers against the rich, we're in a war waged by rich whites against workers. The basket of the deplorables who are the predominantly white working class and small town Americans. Although critical race theory proponents claim whites are the oppressors, white does not refer to skin color but to anyone who embraces capitalism, free markets, limited government, and American traditional cultural, cultural and values. Christianity and Western civilization are broadly included in the oppressor category. CRT is the classic communist divide-and-conquer tactic used by the Russian Bolsheviks and Chinese Maoists who pitted people against each other. Chaos is created, the other side is blamed, and then comes the promise that violence will be stopped if the new group is in power. Once in power, they set up their totalitarian government ramp up the violence with imprisonment and murder of dissenters. The original Marxist class theory was revised by the Frankfurt School as critical theory that called for destroying a nation's culture followed by a takeover. This was also called critical Marxism or neo-Marxism. The Frankfurt School fled Hitler and they set up shop over in America at Columbia University where they began to infiltrate our institutions. From the Frankfurt Group's critical theory, Harvard law professors developed critical legal theory in the 1970s that ignores the rule of law. We see this in unconstitutional court decisions. Critical race theory came next in the 1990s. These were some of the neo-Marxist terms for critical race theory. Systemic racism, white privilege, white fragility, racial equity, white supremacy, diversity and inclusion, culturally responsive teaching, social justice, equity, social and emotional learning, and DEI. The term equity is easily confused with the American principle of equality, which refers to equal opportunity. E equity refers to equal outcomes, which is absolutely, totally impossible. So let's look at some of the critical race theory's tenets. Well, under inclusiveness, school policies allow boys and girls in the same private facilities, restrooms, and showers, and co-mingling during sex education. Colorblindness is racist. So are math, two-parent homes, self-reliance, belief that hard work pays off, 
being polite, and planning for the future. Meritocracy-based advanced academic classes and tests and grades are now being banned because they supposedly discriminate. Asians and whites always get the highest scores, so they are privileged oppressors. In Virginia, Thomas Jefferson High School for Science and Technology, the highest-ranked public school in America, illegally discriminated against Asian-American students in its application process. In 2020 and 2021, the student body was about 72% Asian-American, 18% white, 3% Hispanic, and 1% black, and this was in a county of 20% Asian-Americans. The new admission policy removed standardized testing requirements. It lowered the GPA requirements and included whether the applicants were English language learners and their eligibility for free or reduced price school lunches. Free amendment rights for whites will be abolished along with state discrimination with race-based benefits and redistribution of wealth. Whites will be segregated and their property seized by the state. Capitalism will be abolished and replaced with collectivism. No equality under the law and discrimination according to race, sex, or national origin. The 14th Amendment and Civil Rights of 1964 will be ignored. Diversity, equity, and inclusion has become an entire industry with six-figure-plus salaries. Rooted in Marxist ideology, DEI is one of the greatest threats facing American society. It's implemented everywhere in our military, our government, businesses, churches, public schools, private schools. At the pricey private Episcopal Day School here in Dallas, the school's website proudly notes their commitment to DEI, which they claim is really a, quote, fuller expression of the Gospels and teachings of Jesus, end quote. CRT is found in the curriculum of Marxist Black Lives Matter and the 1619 Project, fake history published by the New York Times. The 1619 Project is more accurately a Marxist history than a black history. It promotes history through the lens of neo-Marxist critical race theory and the neo-Marxist school of new history of capitalism, whose practitioners overwhelmingly are white male professors at Ivy League universities. Critical race theory is about group, identity, race, discrimination, and resegregation. School children are taught that they're defined by race, not as individuals. They're taught to hate each other, to hate themselves, and to hate America. White children are taught that because they're fundamentally inferior, they deserve bad treatment and fewer opportunities than people of other races. In Franklin, Tennessee, a seven-year-old girl came home from school and said, I'm ashamed that I'm white. Why do people hate me so much? She's suicidal and is in therapy. This is an example of racism. Here in Prosper, Texas, English students were lined up outside and told to step forward or backward to indicate their privileges, such as being white and or male. This is group identity. In Nevada, a 12th grader was required to announce and degrade aspects of his identity, including his Christian faith. This is discrimination. A Rhode Island private school has excluded white students from a school event. That's resegregation. Political tests affirming that they will support woke ideology are now being required for K-12 teachers and professors seeking employment 
promotion or tenure. Private school boards across America are expelling children from school if their parents disagree with the school policy. In my article published by Texas Scorecard last summer, I wrote that state bans and school board flippings will not stop critical race theory. It will be stopped only by citizens rising up. I was right. Angry parents are forming organizations and PACs to fight Marxism in their schools. Here's just one example. Undercover moms, a growing group of moms from across America and the political spectrum, have created a covert network to combat CRT in private schools accredited by the National Association of Independent Schools. One of the mothers said they believe there is an effort at elite capture, and that is a communist word, of private school kids by Marxist ideologues, hoping to control the worldview of those likely to be influential when they grow up. 1.2% of the nation's schools are NAISD private schools, but a third of Biden's cabinet went to these schools. So once you get the elite organizations, that changes the entire makeup of the country. As I pointed out earlier, years of indoctrination and dumbing down of students by public education have resulted in a high degree of illiteracy among our youth, with 70% supporting socialism and atheism, while denying that we have any God-given rights of freedom. Although all levels of our society have been negatively impacted, nowhere does it pose more danger to our national security than through the military. I'm going to share with you some statements by highly ranked military officers about how left-wing ideology is destroying cohesiveness and morality among service members. Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, a 2006 graduate of the Air Force Academy, wrote and published a book about how Marxism is infiltrating the military in a plot to overthrow the U.S. government. The book is named Irresistible Revolution, Marxism's Goal of Conquest and the Unmaking of the American Military. Lohmeyer was fired from his position as U.S. Space Force commander without retirement pay after 15 years of service. Lohmeyer writes this, Under the banner of DEI training, some leaders unethically use their positions to promote CRT's divisive agenda and anti-American propaganda to the military personnel at their bases. As a result, we're seeing increased division and resentment within the ranks. We're seeing good order and discipline undermined. We're eroding the confidence Military professionals place in their oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. Lomar also states in his book that what began in academia as anti-American rhetoric and ideology propagated by leftist intellectuals or Marxists is now actually believed by some leaders within white in America's military. Some senior military leaders are becoming the leading practitioners of this deception, this grand fraud which seeks to unravel the moral fabric of America that once knit us together in unity. Longmire also notes that in his confirmation hearing, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin underscored the need to rid the military of racists and extremists. Apparently, Austin, who is a, mili- a minority himself, a West Point graduate and a four-star Army general retired, was not a victim of racism. Longmire states, military service members are being told to say that virtually all white people contribute to racism or were told to say that they benefit from racism. Several members of Lohmeyer's unit told him they were leaving academic duty because they were tired 
of identity politics and tired of the Defense Department teaching service members they're racist based solely on the color of their skin. This next quote is from retired Marine Lieutenant General Greg Newbold's essay, Critical Military Theory. A military force's greatest strengths are cohesion and discipline. The tenets of critical race theory, a cross-disciplinary intellectual and social movement that seeks to examine the intersection of race and law in the United States, but which has the unfortunate effect of dividing people along racial lines, undermine our military's unity and diminish our war-fighting capabilities. When we highlight differences or group identity, we undermine cohesion and morale. Failure results. End quote. So in closing, communists have been highly successful in changing student academic readiness, attitudes, beliefs, moral values, work ethics, maturity level, and mental health. The comments by these two military officers are evidence that instead of embracing American founding principles, our military leaders are aligning with, with Marxist ideology. This directly affects the fighting capabilities and cohesiveness of our military forces. With the military becoming less ready for combat and leadership and officers who support a totalitarian ideology, our national security and the future of our inalienable rights and freedoms are at high risk. I'm Carol Haynes. Thank you for joining me in this episode of the Haynes Report.